Good evening, everybody. Today is December. It's not even December 1st yet. (laughs) I'm sorry, guys. It's November 30th, 2021. This is Phenomenally Purposeful You. And this is your girl Empress here checking in with you guys. I wanted to let you guys know how I'm doing. I wanted to know how you guys are doing. I hope you guys are doing phenomenal. If you would like, um, I'm going to leave my email in the description of the podcast episode. Just leave me a, a brief email of how I can pray with you, anything, any topic you want me to discuss. Um, I just, I was thinking about you guys and I was just like, wow, there's so much going on. I'm pretty sure in your lives as well as mine, just work keeping me busy. I hope you all had a fabulous Thanksgiving, spent some time with family, some friends that maybe you haven't seen in a while. Um, I can't believe it's almost the end of the year. This month went by really quickly and before you know it, December 31st will be here and it will be the end of the year. Um, I wanted to speak quickly on the power of peace. I think that's what I'm going to name this podcast. Power of peace. Sorry, guys, I'm about to do some schoolwork, so you're going to hear me writing this down for a second power of peace okay so um i don't know about you guys excuse me but have you ever felt like you're just so preoccupied with life and you feel that like, I've, I've talked about it before where you feel like God is away, like God is distant, God is not there. But this is the opposite of that. This is when you're so preoccupied, you're so busy that you actually finally have a time to sit down and literally not even think of anything. Like, all the day's worries, all the stress that you feel like you had is now gone. Right? But also at the same time, you're like, dang, I haven't been doing, I haven't been doing my Bible study. I haven't been reading my Bible. I haven't been praying like I should. I haven't been doing this and that and the third. You might be listening to this podcast and be like, yeah, Empress, that's me. That's me right there. I'm not doing what I need to be doing or what I should be doing. And me, myself, I've caught myself slipping. I missed a day of my Bible devotional. I, the one that I started by myself, I'm so many days behind. I just been so preoccupied and I had to stop. And I thought about something I talked to my best friend about today, about stressing less. And her response was, you know, that's something that, you know, it's easier said than done. And my natural response was don't stress about something you can't change. And the Lord brought the serenity prayer. I have it in my office on a cross I think my boss gave it to me for my birthday two years ago, and I rem- and the Lord brought that to my memory, and I literally turned around and took a picture of it and sent it to her. And if you don't know the Serenity Prayer, the Serenity Prayer goes a little something like this: It says, "God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change." 
the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Now, that's powerful on its own, right? Because you're asking God to give you serenity. Now, when you think of serenity, think of what? What's the first thing that pops in your head? For me, I think of tranquility and serenity as one and the same. But let's look at the definition of serenity. Because we could be using it in the wrong context and don't even know. We just going off of what other people say. Um, Serenity. If my phone want to act right. Okay. So serenity. Oh, it's the it's it's tranquility. Yeah. It's calm, peace. You know, that's the first definition, tranquil. And so basically that that prayer is asking God to give me the serenity, give me the peace. To accept the things I cannot change. To give me the courage to face the things I can change and to know the difference. See, we stress and and, and complain about things that we honestly sometimes cannot change. Let's say, for instance, you have a family member who might be an alcoholic and their health is at a risk their health their the doctors done told them so many times if you keep drinking you are going to die like it's just real real bad but it's an addiction right and so let's say you talk to that family member and your your family other family members have talked to that family member their direct family has talked to this family member their friends and now they're in the hospital all the time or they're sick all the time or they're this and that all the time And the person's practically miserable, right? So you're like, well, I tried to tell you, you know, this this would happen, right? But you as a person, let's say you've been praying about it and you're just getting frustrated. Every time you hear about them, you get frustrated. Every time you hear about them, you're stressing. You hear about they're in the hospital, you're stressing. All of these things. God grant me the serenity of the things that I can't change. You can't make a person stop drinking. You can't make a person stop being an alcoholic. You can't stop someone from smoking. You can't stop someone from doing drugs. You can't stop someone from going to a toxic relationship. You can't, you cannot stop somebody from physically. This is what somebody had told me in my younger days. If you like it, I love it. Not necessarily meaning I love what you do, but it's more of grown people. If you're, if this is not a child that you're in a situation with or talking about, if this is a grown individual, someone who is 18 and older, who is an adult, they are going to do what they want to do. If you have a friend that's in an abusive relationship, who's getting their, their belt, their, their beaten, they're about to be like black eyed, they basically are about to die at the hands of another human being because they are being abused. If the person continues to go back to it, not saying all situations because there is trauma from all of these situations, but a lot of people have this persona that or this perception that they go back because they want to be abused. 
They're addicted to the addic- they're addicted to the abuse. Mm. I'm not saying that's facts. I'm not saying it's not true. Um, in my opinion, it's I I believe it's more of a fear of the person that is harming them. It's more of this person said they will kill my family. This person said they will kill me if I leave. All of these things. So to protect themselves or their family, they're staying in the relationship. Now, there there is situations where people literally feel like they cannot get out, get help or get out. But then there are situations where there's been situations where people, let's not even use abuse because that's a very touchy topic. Let's use just an unhealthy relationship and the girl keeps continuing to, or the guy, whoever continues to get cheated on, the other partner cheats on them repeatedly, right? And so the friend is the friend that's getting cheated on complains and complains and says, my man or my my spouse or my partner, et cetera, keeps cheating on me, but they go back. Have no children together, nothing that ties them together, but it's, I want to go back. I keep going back. I think he's going to change. He tells me he's going to change or she's going to tell me he's, she's going to change or they tell me they're going to change. Whatever the case may be, they're just like, my partner says they're going to change, but then there's no change, right? As a friend who's hearing this or sibling or family, excuse me, family member that's hearing this, you're like, okay, like, when are you going to get out of it, man? Like, you deserve better and you're just, and you're just keep you know, being there for that friend. And then you realize, man, listen, I'm over here stressed about something that doesn't even involve me. I got to let my friend deal with what my friend's going through. Not saying you can't be supportive, but until your friend wants to leave that relationship, there is nothing you can do to change it. You can give all the advice you can give all the you can tell them to go to counseling they can go to counseling and get counseling and all of these things they can go towards the right step but until that person wants to leave physically and is strong enough to leave they're going to deal with the same situation let's say somebody who steals person a kid who's 13 years old and they don't they don't know any they know better but they're just like you know what i'm gonna just steal and they know better. And they're like, I'm going to just steal because I want to steal. And so the kid goes to juvie. They get out of juvie. They strike again. They steal again. They strike again third time. Now they almost grown. They strike again. Now they got to go to jail. It's, whether it's your child, your cousin, whoever you know, there is nothing you can do physically without getting yourself involved. There's some situations out there that either your loved ones are in or you yourself that your friends or family members are stressed about and they're sitting here trying to come up with ways to change it. I talked about this before. Not everything that's bad harms us. It may seem like it's harming us, but God's still going to use it for good. So going back to serenity. Serenity means peace. So it's a it's a synonym for peace. It's a synonym for tranquility. You're asking the Lord to give you the peace for the things you cannot change. So 
you might be going back to that situation where you have a family member that's stealing. You have a family member that has health issues. You have a family member that has all of these problems. We as human beings have the tendency to want to fix everything or figure out how it works. And that's something that, you know, why I'm in the field that I'm in, because I want to figure out why people do the things they do. I love the mind. I love the psyche. I want to know other people's perspectives and everything like that. And so, like I said, we as human beings, we want to fix things. We want to figure it out. We want it to make sense. And God doesn't work that way. What might make sense to us may not make sense. Or what makes sense to God does not make sense to us, if that makes sense. The Bible don't say lean to your own understanding. I say this verse a lot in my podcast. It's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding. What somebody might be going through may not be for you to understand. Just ask God to bless them, ask God to give them grace, ask God to to continue to protect them and for his will to be done, right? See, you might want somebody out of a situation today and God's like, I'm using this trans- I'm using this to transform them for their future. See, we only see what's right in front of our faces. God knows what's going to happen in the future. God knows our trials and tribulations help change us and form us for the better, right? God uses our pain as a stepping stool to get to the next level. You might be praying for God to heal somebody. God's using this sickness as a testimony. You might be asking God to break you out of a relationship. This relationship is helping prepare you for the next relationship. Ask God for peace. Ask God for serenity. Ask God for clarity. Ask God for tranquility. In every situation, it may not make sense to you right now, but it's going to make sense 10 years from now. See, listen, I'll use an example and I've used this example before. When my grandparents passed away, my dad's dad and my mom's mom passed away from apart two, I think two and a half months. Not even, not even. No, no. Yeah, about two and a half because my grandfather passed away early January. My grandmother died in March like mid-March. So about two months and a week, right? So when my grandfather died, my grandmother was sick. And I kept praying and asking God, make my grandmother better. Lord, please heal my grandmother. Because you know you want that. You, you're you not ready to say goodbye to your loved ones and this and that and the third. And I wasn't in the mindset thinking, you know, Lord, I want you to, you know, heal my I was in I was in that mode where I was like heal my grandmother I just lost my grandfather blah 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 right when my grandmother passed I was at peace with it when my grandfather passed I was at peace with it I didn't understand why the Lord took them the way he did or why he called them home I should say the way he did but the Lord did it that way for a reason right So when my grandmother passed, it hurt me. And when my grandfather passed, it hurt me as well. And I I used to say God was preparing me through my grandfather's death for my grandmother's death. See, I lost my dad's mom when I was really young. And I prayed a prayer when I was little. And I said, Lord, please don't allow my grandparents that are alive to be taken from me before I have children. 
When my grandfather passed, he had cancer. When my grandmother passed, she had many strokes and strokes and strokes. And so when she finally did pass away, one, I was at peace with it. Because I told my grandmother I loved her. And the way that I was the years that they had passed away, the year they had passed away, I had this mindset that God knew what I was going to endure. And so he prepared me. I don't know how to explain it, but I felt I felt like I was at serenity. I felt like I had tranquility. I felt at peace. Does that mean I didn't grieve my grandparents? No, that does not mean that at all. But I was at a peace with it because I knew one that they were going to be in heaven one day and we will we will connect again. And number 2, I knew that they were no longer suffering, right? And number three, God's peace was above all it all it was. Because I remember when I prayed, I said, Lord, if you take my grandmother, if she's in pain and she can't tell us because my grandmother couldn't speak to us anymore after the last stroke she had, she couldn't verbally speak. And so I remember my last words to her was, I love you so much. And I remember thinking to myself, When I left the hospital, the last time I physically laid eyes on my grandmother alive, she was in a hospital bed. She couldn't speak to me, and I told her I loved her. And I prayed a prayer on my way home, and I asked the Lord to forgive me for being selfish, for praying a selfish prayer when I was younger, which I didn't understand. And I allowed myself to be a grown woman and say, Lord, if she's going through something that we just can't understand, you know, Lord, and you decide to take her home, I'm at peace with that. And when I tell you when my grandmother passed, it hurt so bad, but I was at peace. I was able to still do my job, which I'm the type of person, if I'm stressed, I throw myself into my job mainly. But for this, you know, situation, I was at peace. I didn't understand God's plan. I didn't understand why I lost my grandparents uh, two and a half months apart from each other around the same time. I didn't get it. I still don't get it. But I still am grateful and thankful to the Lord for giving me the peace that he did. My grandmother's birthday is coming up. She would have been, I believe, 93. And because the year she died, she was going to be 90. Yeah, she would have been 93 this year. And if she was alive today, I would I could not imagine if she would have been the same woman she was before she had her strokes. I believe God for a miracle. I believe that, you know, God could have done anything, but it just wasn't part of his plan for her to continue to live. And so I, being so strong and grounded in God and in my faith, I knew that it was going to be okay. You guys, when my grandmother was sick, I had so much stress. I was so stressed. Between 
the time my grandfather was was in his last days and my grandmother was in her last days, my parents and I were stressed. We were going from one grandparent to the other grandparent, hospital to hospital. And then when my grandfather finally, you know, God called him home, we had to plan, not we, but my dad had to plan his funeral. He had to go see his dad's body, like all of these things. And me as his daughter, I'm worried about my dad. I'm worried about my my mom because they had a close relationship I'm worried about my uncles. I'm worried about my aunts, my 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 grandfather's, you know, um, daughter-in-laws, her his sons, and then on top of that, his new wife, my siblings, like my 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 niece and nephews, like everybody who's close to my grandfather. I'm worried about everybody, so I'm taking on that stress of what's gonna happen. How are people gonna feel? Is there gonna be fighting? Is there gonna be this? Is there gonna be that? And same thing, when my grandmother was very ill, my grandmother had multiple children that helped, you know, watch her and go to the hospital with her and this and that. But even then, like, when there was no progress in her health, it it was, you know, it was at that point where it's just like, mm, this isn't, this isn't it, this or this is it, rather. And I believe hospice was called the last time my grandmother had a stroke because she was at home when she passed. And I remember hearing that hospice was called and I said to myself, um, I said to myself that this is it for me. This this is it. This is this is the last days. These these are her last days. And I couldn't be more at peace. It's the it's and I knew that peace came from God. It was from nothing else. I knew the understanding my grandmother had, you know, she was I knew she there was any day she could have passed. And um That's 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 it. But the peace that I got from it and the peace that I continue to carry is only from God. The power of peace. If I didn't have God's peace, I don't know how I would be mentally. I'm just being honest with you. My grandmother, my grandfather, I wish I talked to him more. Um, I did talk to my grandfather about once a month or so, but now that he's gone, it's, it's just not enough time. My grandmother, I talk to every day, every, every, every single day. And <laughs> now I think about it and it's funny cause she crosses my mind almost every day where I would want to hear her laughter. And it doesn't bring tears to my eyes. It doesn't hurt as it used to. It's the, I have my days where I do hurt, but most of the time I just can't help but smile because I know God gave me peace. So in any situation, regardless if it's death of a family member or just 
something you're stressing about, keep the serenity prayer in, in mind. God, grant me the serenity or use peace there or use tranquility there to accept the things I can't change. I could not change my grandmother dying as much as I wanted to, as much as I wanted her to live, as much as I wanted to be around her and love her and be like, you're going to get better and smile with her and watch her eat the food in the, in the hospital she did not want to eat. If I could, my grandmother would be alive today. But I also feel like that I can say that it might be selfish of me to say because I don't know her condition. But the God I serve does. The God I knew what my grandmother would endure if she was still alive. The God I serve and my grandparents served knew what my grandfather was going to be going through with the cancer and knew that he had to welcome him home. It was his purpose had been fulfilled, both of them. Even when my pastor, my pastor that I grew up with, I called him my earthly spiritual father. That man used to speak life into me all the time and tell me, God loves you so much. He's going to use you. And I didn't understand what he meant by that as a kid. But God, God is working it all out now. When my pastor passed away, I was a wreck. I was sad. I was really upset about it. I didn't even go to his funeral because I didn't want to see him in a casket. And if it was up to me, I probably wouldn't have gone to my grandparents' funeral either because I was like, nah, nah, I don't want to see them like that. But <laughs> my my pastor, when he transitioned home and went to heaven, I was able to be at peace after the funeral, but I was able to be at peace with it because I knew that he fulfilled his purpose, that he taught us what God called him on this earth to teach us. And that was that. And again, the only peace that I got from that was from God. Even when I don't understand it, even when I can't understand it, even when I don't want to understand it, and it makes no sense to me, God's peace overruns all of it. All of it, you guys. So ask God to give you the peace that passes all understanding. It may not make sense. Whatever you're going through, whatever your friend's going through, whatever your spouse, your partner, whoever, your children, whatever situations that they're going through or yourself is going through, you may not understand the outcome. You may not understand why you're at this particular job, why you're in this particular city, why you speak to these specific people, why are you friends with this person and not that person, or why you're not speaking to that person and you're speaking to this person, whatever the case may be. Know that God is in control of all things, good, bad, or indifferent. And for his glory, these are things that are happening. These are things that's going to make us stronger, that's going to form us and continue to transpire us and things that are going to inspire others as well. Transpire and inspire. Things are going to be transpiring in our lives. We are on different journeys, each and every one of us. And we just ask God for his peace. We ask God to grant us the serenity to accept the things we cannot change. There's no... 
there's no point in trying to understand things we literally cannot change because you're only doing yourself a disservice. You're only hurting yourself. Mentally, you are hurting yourself, your psyche. You're hurting your mental state when you stress about things you cannot change. You cannot stress about how somebody, why somebody treats you the way they treat you. Sometimes it might, they might be treating you the way they're treating you because of what you allow them. See, it's easy for us to blame other people and not look back on ourselves. I'm not saying beat yourself up and be hard on yourself, but also take some accountability. I am allowing this person to treat me this way. This is why they're treating me that way. It's easy to say, oh, you're a user. Oh, you're an abuser. No, 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 no. Sometimes it could be, nah, I'm allowing them to use me this way. I'm allow- Until you stand up and have boundaries and stand up for yourself, people are going to treat you any kind of way. Having boundaries doesn't make you nasty. Having boundaries is helping you. I'm going to say that one more time. Having boundaries does not make you nasty. The Bible talks about turning the other cheek. You can still turn that other cheek. You don't got to be as nasty to them as they are to you. But you can stand up for yourself and say, hey, I'm not going to allow you to speak to me that kind of way. You may not like me, but you will respect me. That's not biblical, but um, the turning the other cheek part is. You know, and I wrestle with that myself. I'm constantly asking, well, if turning the cheek means I'm I'm turning the other cheek and I'm not going to go to their level, right? Or does that mean I just don't, I, I just allow them to treat me in a kind of way? I don't believe that's what it is. I could be wrong, so forgive me if I'm wrong. My interpretation might be different, but that's what it is. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for your peace. Lord, I pray for each and every individual that is listening to this podcast, Lord, this episode of peace, the power of peace, and how, Lord, you are an amazing God who gives us grace, gives us mercy, gives us unconditional love, Heavenly Father God. And I pray for each and every individual that is listening to the sound of my voice. Lord, I pray that they continue to fall in love with you, continue to be on fire for you, Lord. I pray, Lord, that they don't question things that happened in their life, Heavenly Father God, but know and trust in you that everything that has happened to them is a part of your plan for your glory and your honor. Lord, I pray for each and every individual that's listening to these words, Lord, that they feel your peace and and that passes all understanding, Heavenly Father God. Our minds are limited, Lord, but yours is not, Heavenly Father. You know every single thing. You know the hairs on our heads, on our bodies, Lord. You know every single thing that's going to happen. You know who's going to wake up tomorrow and who's not going to wake up tomorrow. And Lord, we as humans, we try to understand every little thing, but we cannot. And Lord, I pray that when we cannot and we find ourselves in situations that seem frustrating or that seem annoying or that seem impossible, Lord, that we put our faith in you and have the peace that you can only give, Lord, the peace of serenity, Lord, in situations that we cannot change. Lord, I ask that you give us peace, tranquility upon situations that we don't understand. You give us courage to fight the things that we need courage for, Lord, and also, Lord, Let us have the wisdom, Heavenly Father God, to know the difference between the two. There are things we cannot change, and that's okay. 
But Lord, we pray for that courage to accept the things that we can change, Heavenly Father God, and to know the difference so we don't have that stress, Heavenly Father God, that we don't waste time, Heavenly Father God. Let our time be used for you and you and you and you and you and the things that you have blessed us with, Heavenly Father God. We thank you for our families, our friends, our jobs, our finances, Lord. We pray a supernatural blessing over every area of our lives, Lord. We know that you can change it. We know that you can bless it. We know that we can't do it without you, Lord. We are nothing without you, Lord. And Lord, I thank you for all that you do. I love you, Lord, and we thank you. We praise your only name, in Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. All right, guys, this was power of peace. I love you guys so much. I hope you enjoyed your Thanksgiving again, and I will see you on my next podcast episode. Ciao.